0: Today on the Help Me Grow My Business podcast, we bring back crowd favorite, Travis, and chat about everything small businesses need to know about keeping their business and customers safe online in 2023. So let's get into it. Okay, well, welcome back, Travis.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: A pleasure. So, it's been a little while since we last spoke to you. What has happened in the world of cybersecurity?
1: Well, yeah, I think it's no secret that a lot's happened globally and domestically, but I do have some numbers here that show just how important cybersecurity has become if it wasn't before for business. So, these are what I call Aussie stats that hurt. Only 41% of small, medium business have effective email settings, and I'm talking in the back end in Australia. So that means that there are only 41% with correctly managed DNS settings for their email, correct spam reputation, which comes from sometimes from the DNS settings, and it means there's a lot of email out there that's unencrypted coming from our small, medium businesses. So that one, in a nutshell means that we would potentially have people going, why am I not getting any business back from the contact form on my website? And the reason will be is because their emails coming from that website are incorrectly hosted. They're being tagged as spam because the spam reputation is terrible because of the incorrect hosting. And they're going straight into everybody's spam and junk folders.
0: That is not what you want. No, definitely not.
1: We actually had a new client recently who's coming into the our local search ecosystem who had that exact problem. They were like, well, why are we not getting any wins, any proper leads coming from our website, which wasn't hosted by us at the time. And we looked into it and immediately found that all of their email was being rated as spam. So everyone who was going to the website was actually thinking they weren't getting any contact back. It was going into their junk folder. Wow. So that's lost revenue straight off the back. We're not even thinking about hackers or viruses at that point that's just mismanagement but we're going to fix that for them and happy days this one i find especially terrifying nine percent of aussie businesses have what we call a dormant web server on their network to explain that someone might have been hosting their website themselves internally to save money to like you know people do that they then move to an enterprise grade service like local search offer for their web hosting But their IT, or they don't have internal IT, they just never turn that server off that was there. So that server sits in the background hosting a website that's still connected to the internet. It's still presenting a public IP address. Its software goes out of date. That means its software starts to become a vulnerability. It becomes what we call a jump box. So someone can hack their way into that vulnerable server. That server is on your network in your office and they can gain access to other things on that network from that dormant server
2: that's terrifying
1: yeah one step in cybersecurity is when you move to a new better solution you need to decommission you need to set a time and decommission what was there previously or engage your it professional locally to do that so that's one that and that these facts by the way are all from government investigation over the last financial year This one's good too for everyone to know, especially because we know, you know, we're all dealing more and more in e-commerce these days. Only 28% of websites in Australia for SMB have effective encryption. What? Yeah. So we know all ours do, everyone who's in our ecosystem that has a shop shop front online. It's encrypted and we keep it up to date. But that means there are 72% of small Shops that people potentially have built themselves using tools they've found online, et cetera, to save some money. Unencrypted, huge security risk. You've got potential clients putting in payment details, et cetera. Not even talking about the impact on the business itself. What are the legal implications if that information leaks because it's not encrypted someone's credit card?
2: As someone who shops online, is there a way that you can tell if a website's encrypted that you're shopping on?
1: Yeah, so there'll be an encryption notification generally down the bottom sometimes. It'll say, like, this is protected by whatever encryption mechanism, whatever encryption company. Another one. Have your site lo- hosted with local search. <laughs> You'll go to the ones that are hosted by us. But, but like, without pumping our own ties too. This is why these huge tech giants like Amazon, et cetera, are, are always winning. Because people go there because you know it's safe,
0: mm-hmm, right? Yeah.
1: You know you can shop safely. So it's to the detriment of a small, medium mm-hmm. business that's trying to break into that economy, that online economy, to try and save money on something like their, their website hosting. It, it, it's, it's going to cost you a lot more mm-hmm. down the line. Ultimately, it's about trust. You need to go to websites you trust. I always question anything outside of the big ones like I always will scrutinise it and go, well, do I really want to put any of my information in here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: But if huge companies can have this happen to them, those small businesses who don't know any better and don't have those IT people behind them, it's it's really scary to think, isn't it? Terrifying.
1: So in effect, it's it's actually easier and far more economical for a small medium business to manage that risk than it is for a giant company that has a huge global network. Exactly. You've got such a smaller attack surface to manage. You just need to throw that little bit of capital at it and it can save you a lot more down the line. Spend a little to save a lot. Absolutely. And you get what you pay for, especially with web hosting and email.
0: Uh, I suppose the thing to take away from this is if your website isn't quite where it needs to be in terms of security, you don't have to throw away and start again. You just need to get the right person onto it and all can be fixed and all can be good again.
1: Absolutely. The, the website that I mentioned earlier, we have not changed any code in that website. We have lifted that website and literally dropped it into our managed infrastructure for web hosting that is just quite simply better. It's enterprise grade secure. We have not changed their website. Nothing changed for their clients other than the fact that they now will receive the correspondence from the website it won't go into their junk.
2: So is this why hosting, when you look online, you type in cheap hosting Australia, whatever you're typing in, you've got $2 a day versus up to a couple of hundred dollars a month. Is that why there's such a variation in those prices?
1: Yeah, because you're getting what you pay for. The $2 a day could literally be a hobbyist who's got a web server running in their home office or in the roof of their house and it's just some way they've, they've drummed up a little bit of passive income for themselves because they read an article online about how to host websites. So that's why it's so important to have that happening with someone you trust.
0: Yeah, I suppose. And to find one you can trust, you should be checking online reviews. Yep. You could ask your trusted network of other business professionals in your area.
1: You can get your local IT professional to scrutinize the, the hosting services information it'll quickly tell an IT professional if there's something fishy. But I do have some more numbers.
2: I'll go for it.
1: <laughs> which are more aimed at the small Aussie businesses. Small medium. So financial year on year. There was an increase in final loss from cyber attacks in Australia. Last year we were at around seventy million small medium business loss. That went to ninety eight million. You kidding? No. So that meant it went from an average of around 50,000 per business that was attacked in damage to 64. irreparable damage to a small business, a family business. There were 76,000 cybercrimes crimes reported in Australia to the agency, the government agency, a 13% increase year on year.
2: And those are the ones being reported?
1: That's just the ones yeah. being reported. People don't even know they're being attacked until the money's all gone. Yeah. There was over 25,000 calls to the cybersecurity hotline, again, only those reported last year, 69 a day, 15% increase year on year. And there are estimated now that they've been doing some analytics and they've got a few years' data at this agency. They estimate between 150,000 and 200,000 small home office routers and equipment are vulnerable to compromise across Australian businesses.
2: So with how many people are working from home over the last few years, that's an additional risk to yep. businesses? Well, what sort of things should businesses be asking their staff about their routers at home in their system?
1: So you want to make sure if you're working on a computer at home, it should have antivirus. Some people don't take a work device home to work. They're they're, dialing, they're coming in via their, a personal device. We want to make sure it's got appropriate internet, with a good ISP, antivirus firmware updates on their router and when you're working from home you need to treat that router like that's your money maker that's connecting you back to your workplace that's paying the bills so to me it's a very becomes a much more important tool than just netflix and minecraft for the kids so for 54 of all the reports that were received in the last financial year are around online shopping online banking and fraud websites phishing emails spam Malware, all things we can very easily stop happening if it's done correctly.
2: That's, again, I think I've said it that many times this episode, but that's
0: terrifying. (laughs) All very scary statistics.
1: So my message there for our small medium businesses is if you're hosting something as important as your website with a service you don't entirely trust or you've got someone who set it up for you on your network in your office and it's just been left sit there, Please pay it some attention and potentially move it into a proper, secure service.
0: Yeah, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you're not sure, do not be afraid to get in touch with your local IT professional.
1: Yeah, and ask, is this thing secure? Is it up to date? Is it backed up? If the decision is still made that you're going to like keep your hosting or your email hosting, your website hosting private and manage it yourself, cost saving, I get it but you need to make sure you're keeping all that software up to date. You need to make sure that those routers that are giving that access are up to date and secure. You should definitely have a firewall. Make sure anybody who has access to your website for management admin is using strong passwords and multi-factor authentication. A password by itself these days is not worth anything. It's so easy to get past. Always try and use a reputable host for those services. I would, if I was a small business owner, I would move some budget around so that I can afford that before other things, it would be a major priority for me.
0: If you suspect that your website or your business has become vulnerable to a cyber attack, what what is the next steps you should take if you think that you have been hacked?
1: So the first thing I would do if you have seen something that very much tells you that you've been attacked or hacked is... If you're hosting it on a device locally, turn it off and get your IT professional to look at it. Stem the damage. So just because you've noticed something doesn't mean there's not someone still actively in there causing damage.
0: Yeah. Don't be too proud and don't turn a blind eye to it. Because no. it probably will only get worse.
1: The, the, the days of, all right, it'll never happen to me. They're well gone. So internally in the in the last financial year, this is some of what we've done. We've deployed an entirely new physical office security system that is using biometrics, coding and encryption to ensure we know that the people that are in our office and have are in proximity of our client's information are the people we want in there. We have three layers of security between the front door and our server room, which is surrounded by IT staff. There's always someone We've got, a, we've got an AI-powered detection system running on our network. It's watching all devices on our network. We've invested in a vulnerability management system, so that's another level. So local search are investing heavily, and we will continue to. In our, we've, we've got a set roadmap. This was all done proactively, and we will keep going down that road to ensure that we can stay as ahead as possible of the threats that could threaten our clients.
2: And as you said, whether it's with us or whether it's someone else, we just want businesses to be safe and at least know that they're at risk and there are options oh, to help them.
1: Absolutely. it's. It, this is not about we're the only option. No, we are an option. But my concern as an Aussie is the threat to small business. They've already been clobbered by COVID. They don't need to be clobbered by cybercrime as well.
0: Yeah, take the information that you've got from this podcast and – Ask those questions that you need to ask of your IT provider before you make a decision.
1: Yep, always be informed. Don't make rash decisions. As I said, website could be hacked. It's on a box in your office. Turn that box off. It's better to go offline for a day and get it investigated than stay online and lose everything.
2: And I think that is a very powerful note to end on.
0: That is. Thank you so much for joining us again, Travis.
1: Happy to help. This podcast is brought to you by Local Search, one of Australia's leading, full-suite digital marketing services. They help more than 28,000 Australian businesses, making everything from building a website and SEO to Google Ads, social ads and more easy, effective and affordable. Go and check out their more than 400 online reviews. And while this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, visit business.localsearch.com.au.
0: while we have you. We respectfully acknowledge the Bear people, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.